0: All right, welcome back to another week of the trading triangle. Looking forward to getting into the charts, getting things rolling. How are you doing this week, Sean? Yeah, good.
1: Really good. Having a nice day, spent some time with some family. Went to the gym, so I'm having a having a good day. Yeah.
0: Nice. Oh, by the way, I I went and got a whole gym set. You mentioned that. I have to jump right to it. We got a whole bench and like this whole thing set up in my garage. My oldest is all excited about it. So I'm gonna start getting awesome. small, Sean. It's gonna be great.
1: How you? come on next week and you'll be like twice the yeah i hope so
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> i mean i i think that's gonna be amazing right you know get get a workout in before you you know start this live that's gonna be amazing the week Just was good man it's yeah yeah, yeah. And, and exactly you can change your looks you know throw some jabs throw some hooks <laughs> i
0: like it i'm gonna give it a go i'm gonna give it a go I'm looking forward to it um so yeah uh We're going to get into the charts like we always do. Quick disclaimer up front. uh, This is not financial advice. This is just merely uh, entertainment, right? Purely for entertainment and educational purposes. We get together every week and go through our trading ideas, look at the markets and look at a few tickers that we like. And uh, hopefully it helps you out with your trading and your investing adventures. So thanks again for tuning in and be sure to subscribe to the Trading Triangle on YouTube. Smash the like button helps us out a lot. So thanks for that as well. All right, so uh, let's get into this week. I don't think last week was too friendly. So um, I guess we could start with that note. Uh, down quite a bit, a lot Ooh. of red here. Woo-hoo. That is ugly. This There's is a sea high. of red. Yeah, that heat map is is brutal. I mean, look right, right. Off, right off the bat, Tesla, you see double digits down 11.77%. Amazon down 9.5%, some big names. Google and Microsoft giving up quite a bit. Um, yeah, uh, not an easy week, uh, some red trades for me. How about you guys?
1: Yeah, it was a red week for me, unfortunately, um, not by a huge amount, but it was still enough to be kind of, you know, a bit knocked, but of course that's, that's how, that's how trading goes. You can't be green every week. You can't be green every month. So
2: Yeah. The yeah. risk sounds like. Same, same here. Uh, most of my cash secured puts the, the, the levels that I had, you know, put the trade in for. The current price is way below that. So I ended up had to roll my options, you know, for further weeks out. So, yeah, if it doesn't recover in a couple of weeks, I'll have to continue rolling my options and my capital will be stuck. And I'll collect lower and lower premiums as we'll go through the weeks.
0: Still collecting. But, yes, I hear you, Kay. Yes. And so if you're out there and you had a rough week, but there you go. All three of us had, had, had the same, so to speak. But, yeah, it's good to hear managing risk and – Collecting some premium as we're going. I definitely like the sound of that. K, um, the VIX was, you know, spiked. What was that? Up 22 percent on the week. Up over yeah. seventeen. It as was thirteen we something the- last week. Yeah. When we
2: were- yeah. Yeah. So
0: up over twenty. To, yeah, twenty three percent. Call it. And um, you know, fear and greed index dipped nicely down into the fear zone at thirty six. I don't recall what it
2: was last week, but I thought we were. Neutral. It was neutral. It was close yeah. to the, I think, f- above the fifty point, uh, but it was still in the neutral, but closer to the green side. It
1: says it. It's forty nine last week. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Forty nine.
2: Yes, yes. See. There we go. What will we do without Sean? Thank,
0: Thank you, me. sir. <laughs> and so running through the, uh, you know, the tickers that we like to look at here, just to get a general idea of mark of the markets overall. The spy was down almost three percent, down two point nine two. So up 12.5% on the year, but that number is dwindling. The Qs, QQQ was down 3.48%, still up strongly 3, 344 on the year. Um, the Diamonds, DIA, down 1.9%, only up 2.5% on the year. And then small caps, you guys, I know I like to talk about small caps because I do think they're leading the way as far as health of the economy is concerned. You want to pay attention. And down three point seven eight percent this uh this week, so i w m closing at one seventy six sixty seven and down three points, oh hang on here, make sure I got my sorry hardware. that was me, okay, good deal for- for me, I was like, oh no, I don't know how that could be mean, what I would do all right, good stuff, thanks Kay. <laughs> and uh so Bitcoin last one on the list to talk about twenty six thousand six hundred call it right right now twenty six five six fifty six five sixty seven excuse me on the chart here but uh yeah right around 26.6 which is nice uh that it's holding above 26k again um up 60 percent on the year uh, we're going to look at marathon digital ticker mara and and why that's not kind of correlating anymore with bitcoin what's going on there so that'll be interesting to check out uh anything else i missed on this chart you guys
2: no it's pretty much uh basically from greed now we're getting back into fear it's the same cycle yep you said it. Um, we do have earnings this week,
0: but not a lot. Uh, I've got for myself, actually, really interested in Carnival Cruise Lines at the end of the week, but we got a couple other names earlier on. What are you looking at, Sean? Anything? I'm looking at Micron
1: there, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, very good. The only name that really pops off the page now, obviously, you've got Nike as well. Um, is, is Nike at the beginning of earnings season, or is that right at the end? Because is this the start of the new I think I, cycle? I, I, Sorry,
2: okay. I think it's the end. Right. Oh, okay. Because I oh, believe the, the second week of October is when we start with the banks and oh, banks are generally right. the first ones to go in the yeah, earnings. They'll kick it off okay. for us. Yeah.
1: We're at the end then. Okay.
2: Yeah. And Costco
0: there on Tuesday after hours. I'm definitely interested in see how Costco numbers look. Um
2: I would love sure. to own hundred shares of Costco one day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, buddy. That's a good one. <laughs> Steady earner right there. Um, and then you can get those hot dogs. I think they're still $1.50. So yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. They're still. <laughs> and uh, But Micron too. I'm I'm with you there, Sean. I'm definitely interested in, you know, the semis have rolled over and um, really lost some support there. Just looking at SMH, for example. So uh, yeah, Micron, maybe we see a little bit of life there. Maybe they'll give a little bit of guidance. Who knows?
2: No, funny, you talk about Micron. I'm just looking at the chart right now, and uh, it's closer to its 50 day moving average. On the yeah, day, well.
1: I'm a bit disappointed I didn't bring it up because I only saw it when we um, when I analyzed this the setup we're doing now. Um, I, I might do a video on it this week. Who knows?
0: Nice, okay, I'd like to see that. All right, stay tuned. Well, keeping it rolling, we're going to get right into the charts. And Sean, you've got the SPY up here first. I appreciate you throwing the chart up here. I'll hand it over to you to start.
1: Yeah, of course. And obviously, you can see it's a little bit messy. I've got some levels on there, but I won't talk to the levels too much. Um, But we're currently trading at 430. And and last week, we were kind of hovering around that 20 moving average line. Um, It's actually the black one that's kind of moving down from the 50, which is the blue line, kind of through um, the yellow line. And I said last week um, we we're kind of pushing down quite aggressively because we gap down and push down, and it's it's done that. I mean, obviously the the news midweek obviously would have helped as well. with uh Jerome Powell talking. It's pretty much how it, how it is, as you know. Um, but yeah, yeah like we it's destroy any down.
0: fun we're trying to have. Right, you know?
1: well, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and uh, we said around about four thirty one to four thirty three, I think last last week. it's actually pushed down lower. Um, but I know what you're here for. You want to know what my thoughts are going forward. And you can see a little gray circle there kind of marked around that 426. And um, that's- Yeah, that cut my That goes back further. I, the reason I didn't zoom out more is because it makes the chart look a little bit more messy and you can't really see the bars properly. But that 426 actually goes back further. Um, And obviously, we've got that trend line as well, which again, the trend line goes back a little bit further, but you can't see that because of us ruined the way. And also, I didn't want to make it too messy. Um, But that's a couple of um, points of compliments there. So we can kind of trade flat slash down, kind of dribble into it. And then perhaps we see a little bit of a bounce and have a more positive October. Because September generally isn't a very good month for the stock market. Um, So we can kind of get around this week and then start nicely in October. That's kind of my anticipation. Uh, But yeah, not a great week. Uh, It's quite disappointing but that's the market it happens
0: yeah one more week to go to get out of september here august Ooh. and september seasonality right and notoriously difficult and uh I, you mentioned yeah 433 was the level we talked about last week lost that which i didn't love to see um but next support i've got i, I didn't have the 426 level R though Um, I like that you pointed that out. So, and thanks for noting that that is from a level support that goes, you know, further back in time. In addition to, you could see in June, you know, some testing of that level. So uh, I noted that added to my, what I had Um, the next major support line I've got. And just looking at the volume at each of these price levels as well, I've got uh, 413.67. So, and then after that, 395. So, um, that's good. I don't like a three handle, I don't want to see a three handle. I think that would be bad. So, hopefully, this 426 level, um, with the like you said, with the, the trend line there, giving a little bit of additional support, I like that. But you mentioned the, the yellow 20 day moving average crossing below the 50 the day, right? The blue line, um, and yeah. yeah, not that's that's not great in the near term. So, um, but I, you know. It's, it's largely just a reflection of the last couple of weeks in this rollover, and the, we're getting these lower highs. So, a little bit concerning. Need to find some support here.
2: Okay, for, what are you going to add? Yeah. So, for see, so on option side, especially with SPY and QQQ, you get options expirations every single day. Uh, for next week on 929, uh, you, for so the, every week, you're 25, 26, 27, you have put to call as 0.51 and so on and so forth. But on 929, you have 2.36. So there's a lot of hedging going on on the put to call. Why? It's because the core PC numbers will come out. And what we heard from Jerome Powell the last week, so his uh, actions were very dovish, right? There was no rate increase. But his call or his uh, um, demeanor was very hawkish. And end of the day, the market was hoping, hey, next year, 2024, we'll have a three rate cuts uh, or four rate cuts. And now I think it's drawn to two rate cuts or something like that. So that, of course, changes every month. And now it is expected that we'll probably get one more rate hike next month or November, I believe, um, before we call it uh, for the year. So based on that, I think there's a lot more hedging going on for next week. Um, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. It was higher for longer, right? That was the talk. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: so two point three six. Morgan Stanley. Two
2: point three six. Right? Yeah, protocol. Nine twenty nine expiration is two point three six. Protocol ratio.
1: What was that, Sean? I was just saying Morgan Stanley came out today and said there won't be any more rate rate uh, rate increases. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. So if more banks come out and say that. <laughs> uh,
2: no, and, and another. I was. I just heard from Bank of America came out. Uh, I think it was Friday. They did mention that the stock market their new price target for stock market is about 4300 or 4500 level which is the market will be up from here onwards. And generally the the last quarter is always a decent quarter especially with uh, um people generally call it the Santa rally right at right. the end of in December. So if that ends up happening and we end up uh, you know higher than we started the year you know we'll forget what happened in September.
0: Everybody will be be just fine. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think this week is going to be really telling um, with the core PCE numbers, the the closing out of the month. So it should be interesting. Uh, We got the Qs up next. What do you think about QQQ, Sean?
1: Yeah, this was a little bit more simple, just a bit more of a simple uh, observation. And we can see this is the weekly chart for QQQ. I just want to zoom out a little bit. Um, just because there's find some footing really find a little bit of hope uh, but we can see that the bar that we're on now uh, obviously we had a, a, a bad week we can see that um but we are kind of on the 20 moving average which again to me that's not too bad and then we've got that kind of trend line coming down um there's a bit of resistance and i basically noted there that from here um, obviously it's not particularly accurate but from here is it's four percent to that trend line. So that is quite a jump um, but very doable within the space of a week. So just basically what I'm trying to say is this next week has to try and reclaim that 20 million average um, essentially.
0: I mean, 3.48 is have dropped this week. And uh, it could be a go. couple of weeks and get that 4% recovery and, and, you know, not a problem to be honest, two, three weeks, it could happen. Um, I, I'm with you that the, the it's nice that we're above the twenty or right around the twenty-week moving average, and I'm glad you zoomed out because I was only looking at the daily, and it really need is it's also though still above support. Like so, the spy dropped below the the four thirty three number and lost that support, but I, I've, I have Q, the cues needing to hold basically three fifty five, which is what you've got noted here. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that level, and it's nice to see it on the weekly next level support I have down. As far as like really strong support, actually is a ways away. So I, I think I was looking pretty hard for strong levels of support this morning, and not noting like maybe the the lower volume price uh, levels. But I got all the way down to three sixteen thirty two. So I'm glad you've got some levels in between. <laughs> you've
1: been looking at volume profile too much, haven't you? <laughs> I
0: know. I need. I was just thinking that right now. I'm like, I think I am like just staring at the volume profile these days. I need to back away from the screen a little <laughs> well, what do you think Kay? anything interesting in the keys
2: uh pretty much same uh trend as spy uh your 929 is protocol is 2.17 which is pretty similar to spy spy is much higher though uh, but i guess they are still hedging based on the core pc coming out on friday which yeah. is actually pretty which is actually pretty you know like 29th it's coming out i believe worst timing you can have like numbers coming out on friday you you might have the greenest week till thursday and then on friday everything just dumps
0: absolutely dump yeah or maybe the other way around. or the other way around yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that, that can make for a tough trading or can make for really nice trading actually you know if you notice something like that you don't have to trade that last day you just trade it clean through thursday and then you know take your profits and and see how things play out before you get back in that's definitely a solid strategy when you have these kind of volatile uncertainties. But, yeah, any, let's see. Anything else to add on the queues when we get into some tickers here?
1: No, I Other think that's it. We covered say. most of it.
0: I like it. All right, Sean, what do you got on Amazon?
1: So, guys, this is the first week I haven't covered Neo for the whole time we've been doing this on YouTube or Twitter. So I don't know if that deserves a medal or if I should be fired, but I mean <laughs> I can't yeah, believe this, I yeah. didn't
0: notice that till just now. I was looking at our charts earlier and that didn't click.
1: Like, I feel wow. like I give it a week's break, you know. I thought, you know. It'll be yeah. good. Anyway, so this is Amazon. and um, it's a little bit different, a little bit of a bigger stock, bigger market cap at least for me anyway. Um and we can see this is a four-hour chart. I know you like the four hours, so I'd be keen to get your thoughts on this um but we can see a triple confluence i'm pretty sure i spelt that word right but yeah Um, we've got the 200 moving average and the the trend line and the support of 126 which we've hit recently three times throughout the month of july and august which looks fairly solid um, but yeah triple confluence I, I like to look for at least double but triple is even better um and obviously zooming out on the bottom right corner there we can see on the weekly we're kind of touching that 20 moving average too with but um, that same 26 twenty six fifty line just below um and you can kind of see the, the zoomed out version of that trend line as well um so yeah that's kind of all i'm able really to cover on this i do have a more detailed video on my channel which you can see around amazon stock and the possible trade behind it um but yeah i just want to get your thoughts on this, this possible price action
0: yeah i like this spot here because of um the 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 triple confluence like basically you've Ooh. got a, a go or no go kind of situations it becomes almost binary because if the shares if we get a nice bounce here then i'll feel really confident because you've got these levels and this trend line and the, the moving average all right at that spot um but if it breaks then i'll feel just as convinced to the downside i mean i don't know about you sean is that is that how you're approaching it is that
1: yeah I And that's why I've got that level down there. So one fourteen, I didn't quite finish my. I should have gone on further, clearly. Um, But if we break down, obviously one fourteen, one fourteen, I've got there. And if we try to break up and move, move on. um, I'm looking at that one forty five level, which you can't quite see because of the bird. But um, that's one forty five up there. And and, you know, Amazon can actually go a bit higher than that towards the end of the year. And like we were saying with SPY and QQQ, if we push on to the end of the year, that will bring up Amazon as well. but yeah, that's, that's the kind of two levels I've
0: got there, 114 and 145. Yeah, if anybody has any questions or comments, I'd love to hear other thoughts on Amazon. I'm kind of conflicted, and I think it's because I was looking at it a little too closely this week, which, as you can see, was a rough week for Amazon. So mm-hmm. uh, what about you, What would you add?
2: So I think uh, with Amazon, there are a couple things that I'll take a little bit of a fundamental side of the uh, approach rather than very technical approach. Nice. Uh, Q4 in general is good for companies like retailers right and with the holiday season approaching it's most likely going to help amazon's revenues go up um We also are seeing companies generally moving towards digital transformation, which helps with the AWS and Azure and cloud, Google cloud, all that stuff. So more and more companies are moving from on-prem infrastructure to cloud. So those are two very bullish cases for Amazon to begin with. Now, of course, we are trading channel. We talk about trading. Um, One thing to note on the put to call ratio that every single week because this is a weekly uh you you, you have weekly uh expiration dates on amazon unlike spike where you have daily everything is 0.39 0.59 0.86 0.68. so it's very bullish there's a lot of call options as opposed to put options on amazon and honestly i think this is also one of the stocks for uh people who watch trade could be it should be in your long-term portfolio. Because Amazon, as just like those other big six or big seven companies, Amazon is going to keep growing in the future. So that was just my take on the, not on the chart, but as in a company, because you brought up a good company that I always cover. So. Yeah,
1: it's a bit different for me, isn't it? Bringing up like these, these type of companies might do it more I love, often.
0: <laughs> I love to see it, right? Bring in some technical analysis, mix in the fundamentals. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, what, else? what do we got next here? So next up, we've got XLK,
1: which, is again, is another different one for me. All this right. is actually an ETF. It's a technology ETF. And um, let's start off with uh, There's a lot, lot to see on here. <laughs> but let's start off with the bottom right. We've got the, the top 10 holdings for the actual ETF. And you can see it's heavily dominated by um, Apple and Microsoft, 23% and 23%. And then below that, obviously, you've got NVIDIA, Adobe, uh, AMD, that kind of thing. Um, and it's only a holding of 60, 60 companies within this, this ETF as well. So it's not not that many compared to others, at least um, in one I've looked at in the past. But let's go ahead and look at the daily. The, sorry, the weekly first, which is the kind of bigger picture that you can see with all the dots on it. Um, but we can see price action recently has kind of broken down below this 20 moving average. But we're kind of approaching that 163.50 uh, line, um, which we can see kind of towards the middle of the screen it kind of acts as nice resistance and we've got that kind of nice push down as well um, so those wicks are kind of been pushed down so it acts as kind of more of a strong resistance therefore kind of you know, theoretically it acts as more of a strong support which we yeah, had right. recently um, well basically five weeks ago six weeks six weeks ago um, and throughout the chart you can see the dots I won't talk to them too much because they're kind of obvious what they are it's just touching the moving average points um, so we can see the contact around the 20, uh, 20 move average so we need to really reclaim that next week and um, if we can get a nice green week out of the market if not we're going to break this kind of 163 level which again will be strong if we do break it i, I imagine it will come down nice and strong and then we might move towards the 50 moving average which i've got a big old yellow arrow there uh, yeah. yellow hand <laughs> <And laughs> the yeah and it's quickly coming up though so we, we might see Uh, That come up to kind of 156, probably 155 level, if we were to kind of go down in that sort of fashion. Um, And the last thing I want to touch on was the monthly chart, which is the square on your left. We can see that last month, um, like a bit like a Tesla chart we brought up last week, the WIC is absolutely massive coming back up, and that often is quite a good sign. And we've come straight back down this month now there's one week left if we can push up to that kind of 169 172 level back up to you know above the 20 moving average on the weekly yeah maybe we can you know get that candle wick back up and i'd be i think really bullish for the technology at least going forward on this particular etf at least um but obviously we'll see
0: that's really great perspective on the
2: monthly i like that a lot okay yeah
0: you, you look at monthly charts too often
2: yeah, actually, funny you brought that up. Uh, this time in one of my tickers, I'm actually using a monthly uh, to talk about the trade. But, you know, coming back on this particular piece, and I think uh, it's important to note, you only have two companies that you need to watch for this ETF. Yeah, You know, yeah. NVIDIA, Broadcom are not going to move the stock. It's Apple and it's Microsoft. As long as you cover those two stocks, you'll know exactly where this ETF is heading.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, that's one of the things with these ETFs that I often find surprising is, you know this right here almost half the 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 uh, XLK is made up of Apple and Microsoft 23 and 23% each exactly. and uh, when you look at things like XLE then same kind of thing right uh Exxon Exxon Mobil. Chevron you know, right and <laughs> and so really it's just a a proxy i guess for getting into these big names in some respects um so yeah the monthly i just wanted to comment one last thing is it we got that higher high there so um, if we do get that wick that you're talking about forming this week for, on the monthly, that would be great. I'm with you. And uh, it's definitely worth noting, I think, that we pushed up to the 180 for XLK, um, which was higher than we got to, what was that, back in July so, uh, of 2021? 20, um, 2020, 2022, yeah, 2022. Yeah, 2022, 20, the end of 21, I guess it was, right? Okay. So, um, yeah, interesting. I'll be paying close attention.
1: Yeah, good stuff. It's uh, one of these new kind of ETF things I'm looking at. So I say new, but you know, I, I normally look at stocks, but I'm looking more into ETFs these days. Yeah. Just to my knowledge a little bit.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, so that's
1: it for me. Yeah. And um, I've got a couple of videos coming out this week. One of them, obviously, a Micron, which you touched on mm. earlier uh, in, within this live stream. And um, yeah, I did a, a video today on Tesla as well, which is over on my channel, which you can see here on the screen. But uh, yeah, I'll hand it over to Nate for the next set.
0: Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Be f- be sure to follow Sean on X and catch his YouTube channel as well. Great stuff as always. And if you missed Neo this week and you're missing out, I'm sure you'll find more Neo from Sean later this week, no doubt. I've already I'm done guessing promise. Sean. <laughs> I don't want to put, you know, put that pressure on you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we have next? Marathon Digital. So I mentioned that I would get into this and um, Bitcoin again. It had dipped below 26K, right? And then recovered. And now it's, it it pushed to 27K. Um, It's now down around 26.6. And so you don't see the same price action with Marathon Digital or names like Riot. They just um, not acting the same way. So I thought I'd take a look and see if there's any good reasoning behind it. Um, I actually posted uh, in my newsletter that you can subscribe to via Substack this morning. I got into the details a little bit. Uh, but long story short, just in the interest of time here, um, if you do want to read the details a little bit more, please check it out. But in the interest of time, there's not a ton. There's like good news and bad news for, for Marathon Digital, right? They've retired a bunch of debt, which is great, but then they've also got some headwinds. And, and so why is the stock just continuing to drop? I mean, it's basically been cut in half um in about a month's time. And um I just look to the technicals if I can't make sense of what's going on in the big picture. And so I'm looking at the chart here and the range that we had traded so beautifully between 850 and 1060, call it, if it's 856, 1064, you know, we broke out and now we're right back at the bottom of that range. So um, for me, I really want to see 856 hold, see a bounce here. If not, I think $7 is in play, 691 being the, the support line I've got. Um, but, you know, we've got the 20 moving average rolled over, the 50s moving, rolling over. Um, just not a lot of positive news here. RSI might be oversold. I think that's about the one thing on this chart that gives me some hope that um, <laughs> there might be a bounce this week. Um, and ultimately, as far as trading, it goes, I'm looking for a break of that trend line before I can get uh, too bullish. Um You'll notice there that the 20 moving average is sliding down right at that 1064 level, um, which is you know just above that that uh, trend line that I've drawn. If that if we get a rejection there, that's going to be a pr- if you know we get a recovery that rejects around these levels, I think that's going to be a pretty strong short uh, trade setup. Um, so that's kind of actually what I'm looking for. I don't understand why it would uh, be dropping lower here, and then you would want to get bullish on it given. That Bitcoin's already moved higher, right? So it, it doesn't feel like very positive price action, quite frankly. Um, K, so you're off mute. What are you? What are your thoughts on Marathon?
2: So um, let's talk about first the protocol. I think uh, protocol is everything is very positive. You have 0.49, 0.56, 0.69, 0.53. So you get the trend. It's a lot more call options. Yeah. Uh, what I'm liking in this chart. If you remember you know we we had stopped talking about marathon for last I would say three four weeks now because yep. it just broke through your uh the trend and it's just going on so so our real strategy or buying cash secured put and selling covered calls was just out of the picture. it was getting too expensive i I think as we get more um, uh confident in our trade or in our range uh for marathon, maybe we can start to look into bringing that back uh because yeah, it's okay. going to start trading in that range once we get that confirmation
0: so you've given me something to look forward to i like it i like it I gotta be optimistic glasses half full what do you think sean
1: i was um i was gonna bring it up actually with k whether he's excited for it to uh, trade within a range um, um, I, was, I was waiting for that <laughs> um but yeah no going back to the chart i think 8.56 or 8.50 ish and is definitely a point that I'm looking at. I'm gonna set a couple of alerts just to see what happens with it. I probably won't trade it. Um but yeah, I think a move back up to that trend line is key, but you've got almost four points of resistance there. You've got the trend line, the two moving averages, and the resistance line. So right. that's gonna be really, really tough to get through. You might take an earnings report or a big piece of news to get through that, um, generally on a technical basis at least. But yeah, this is not one I'm going to be looking at, but this 856 level looks really, really key to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. if it breaks that, like you said, uh, it could be a strong strong move down to that kind of $7 level, which i will be looking for to, to short, to be honest.
0: Yep. All right. So it sounds like um, Kay's looking to trade the range. He's got me excited to trade the range again. We all agree that there's, it's a tough spot here. But um, the good news is Bitcoin is acting fairly well, like fairly decently. So maybe that is what... You know, maybe you can pull a marathon back up out of the trenches here a little bit.
2: Do we what know we when have? they report earnings?
0: Oh, do I have that here? Hold I on, let me I'll it. I'll take a look at it while you guys continue. Oh, that'd be great. Thanks for grabbing that. All right. Well, yeah, let's keep the chart rolling in a completely shifting almost completely different direction. So November 14th. November 14th. Thank you, mm-hmm. Marathon. Okay, so we got a ways, honestly.
2: Um all right, so I which is a good in. sign, which which is actually a good oh, yeah. sign, right? Because once once I think uh, the market moves away from your fear back to neutral, even towards greed, you may be able to form a range until the next catalyst that is coming up, which will be your earnings. Okay,
0: I like the way you're thinking about this. So I came in. <laughs> like n- without a lot of positive thoughts on on marathon i just wanted to talk to it and Kay, you've got me re- reinvigorated re-energized to pay closer attention yeah,
2: yeah because the you know but, but it, you know how it works in options right you know once you find a stock that trades in range it, it just becomes like you know it's like you keep repeating yeah. 0.6 0. 0.7 0.8 a week it just adds up
0: yeah it's my favorite so we got to get back to it and actually it's what i'm kind of seeing here it's a nice segue to a completely different sector and energy. So this is Transocean and RIG is the next chart we've got. And um, this is the daily. And we've been trading in this range between $8 and call it 880, 879 is what I've got noted. Um, and we're back at the bottom of that range, but it did bounce nicely uh, to close out the week. The, the bounce rejected off the 50-day moving average and closed lower. So there is that in the 20 days also right there but the 20 looks like it's ready to curl and cross back above the 50 day moving average, which would be a positive sign overall. And at the same time, RSI is creeping back above 50. So bullish in that respect, but not over, overbought. Um, And MACD also in the positive range. So it's, it had the nice big push. It's settled in, it's consolidated a bit, and I'm looking for it to March back up and, uh, Either hit the, the top of the range and, you know, hold the range or possibly look for a breakout, which would be when I start talking to my friend Sean here. <laughs> what do you think about this, Sean?
1: I like your dotted line. That's exactly what I've been looking for. Nice. <laughs> um, kind of move up, come down, retest and, and go from there. Um, but generally being below two moving averages, I know you said it was curling up and the RSI looks good. Um, but the way the market is at the moment, it's kind of a bit rocky don't really know where it's going to go so it could easily break that eight dollar level and come down to that kind of next big volume spike which you've got there with the volume profile on the right which is about 750 ish which is right. of the support um but yeah I, it's hard to say really it's kind of like it's kind of trading within a bit, bit of a range between this kind of eight and nine level um but yeah i mean i won't be looking at this until it hits that kind of top of the range like you mentioned
0: but if i go to k He's gonna have yeah, a totally different
2: perspective,
0: right? <laughs> We're in a range, Kay. Is that what you're seeing? You liking the setup here with Rig for how you might trade it?
2: Yeah, I mean, if if I can get a bounce at 801, then you know, pretty much I can see that that 801 remains as your support level, right? And then yep. for me, from 801 to 879, that's the range that I can you know continue to sell CSPs, assign, sell a covered call at the at the money to collect premiums a week.
0: Yeah. So, and the, and the premiums aren't too bad on rig. They're not something like you would get with marathon, right? We've talked in the past where you can get two, three, 4%, like really ridiculous premiums in just a couple of weeks with a, a name. that's as volatile as like yeah. a marathon digital, but but you're still getting decent premiums in a name like rig. Um, and, you know, you can collect them in addition to, you know, well, I'll just say that you can, you can trade them weekly, right? There's enough options there. It's not like you can only trade monthlies or what have you.
2: So exactly. um, And I can, I can give you a couple numbers, right? So it has decent open interest. So for next week, your open interest for calls are 12,135 and puts are 14,410. So just be in thousands, right? It just tells you that there is a lot of calls and puts that are generally, so there's a lot of open interest. That's, that's a good sign on any stock. Your implied volatility is fifty-two percent and above, which is also a good sign. Yeah. Um, and your put to call ratio is one point one nine, It's a lot more hedging on the on the downside as opposed to upside. So that could something that will go ahead. Oh, no, I'm saying interesting. Sorry. Yeah. So that will give you a better premium um, you know, on the put side when you're opening a CSP because you know there's a lot more put options open. So
0: yeah. No, So I'm looking at accumulating at eight. I've actually got in my Savvy Trader Portfolio, which I should get a link out there so folks can follow it. It's it's free and you can see all the trades I'm doing. But I've, I've loaded up in energy names. Rig is definitely one of them. It might be the largest I've got out of the names I've got. Um, and I added SLB and NVT, So a few tickers to look into in the energy space. But um, yeah, so rig here. I like accumulating at about $8.00. And looking to sell covered calls at around nine, um, you can sell them, you know, right away to collect some insurance or wait until the shares move up to that level around eight eighty and get a little bit juicier premiums. Um, And then as Kay mentioned, selling cash secured puts here uh, at $8 is is another way you can just collect premiums. And then if you're you're good with it, dipping and buying at the $8 range, um, you know, you get the position assigned and start working the calls from there. So that's the last chart I had here uh, for this week anyways, but I'll be posting more on X throughout the week for sure. Um, And also I've got, as I mentioned, uh, I wrote about Marathon Digital this morning on Substack. So check out A Trader's Education if you get a chance. And I'm also writing for Wolf Financial. So enjoying that every Sunday, posting for Wolf and wrote about a few different trading patterns over the past couple of weeks, having a good time there. So that's where you can find me. And of course, every Sunday with these guys on the trading triangle, do subscribe, do smash the like button. And with that, we've got AMD
2: up next with Kay. Hand it over to you, sir. Thank you. Um, AMD, you know, we have been covering, I don't know if you guys can see this little bit of a highlight on this side of the chart versus it's a little darker on the other side. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not. I, w- I was trying to, you know, try to make this chart look fancy, not as good as Sean's, but trying, learning. Um I can see it, Kay, and uh, I can see the, the shading, and I feel the pressure as well. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something interesting happened this week uh, with AMD. I had AMD, um, so currently I'm in a trade with AMD, and I'm in a trade with AMD from last three weeks, I would say. So my initial trade was at 102. And as you, if you can see, 102 has been a pretty good level uh, on our uh, FIB level. And the stock has bounced from there a lot of times, so that was our baseline, you know, strike price we chose. After we got this trend line that was broken down, you know, two weeks ago, I had to roll my options. And but what used to happen is 102. Every time you would uh, see the stock dropping below the trend line, it would just reclaim uh, that trend line, back up, and will bounce back from there. This time we have this big gap fill that happened, especially after Jerome Powell speak, and boom, the stock just like smack went down everything and now what is happening is now we have the there's um uh the stock price is very close to its 200 day sma which in a long term at least for the mid midterm i would say is a, is, a, is a bearish sign good for people to accumulate stocks rsi as you can see is also at the bottom it's almost close to 30 which will be the oversold territory so i do think that amd has been oversold right now there's a lot of pressure on amd and I think there's a lot of news around, uh, semiconductor space as well. And that is, you can see Nvidia is down 10% for the month and you can see the same pressure on, uh, AMD. I also have SLB that you uh, mentioned a couple of weeks ago, oh, so yeah. I've, right? So I've added that in the watch list. We have Micron. So I think, um, continuing to watch AMD to see if it can, if it falls below the 200 day SMA and I, I, I mean, I'm already in the trade, so I'll continue rolling my trades uh, to not get assigned. Uh, but I think this could be a good place for a longer term trade if you uh, accumulate stocks at these levels. Because once you have at lower levels, you can probably, once that uh, the change in cycle will come for uh, semiconductors, you would be able to get on a fancy, uh, a pretty hefty, hefty profit on the trade. Um, what do you guys see um, from here on this chart?
1: sean yeah me and you've had a little bit of a battle with rsi and our discussions in the past but this is a fine example of your preference when trading with the the rsi and this is more of a long-term aspect to rsi where it actually comes into effect it actually kind of works um whereas my kind of view on it is kind of day trading kind of shorter term trading, it doesn't really quite work because it can keep going in in either direction um but to that point, I think this is if you are a long-term investor in AMD, we've had a significant pullback since kind of what's that June, July kind of yeah, area? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. May, May
2: since we had that big run up uh, with the Nvidia. Yeah,
1: even better. Um, and this is my ideal space um, because of you to to add to a long-term position if you're looking, you know, for AMD for the next five to ten years, for example. And this is where I'll be adding. Yeah, quite simply. On that, but from a technical point of view, um, we can see a, a kind of a big projection from that kind of 102 line um, and the trend lines that kind of acted as kind of a bit of a breakout trade, but obviously towards the downside. And uh, we've had a bit of selling pressure down there. Now it's all about kind of trying to find support, which I think we are kind of doing. Where we are now because we've got that 200 um, sma which you, you mentioned and also that kind of what that, 90 9350 level as well yeah and um, so there's kind of a bit of com- double confidence there which i like to see and like, this is going to be one of my my watch lists for this week that's for sure
0: yeah i'll be watching this as well okay uh, we actually got a couple of trend lines drawn that form you know from the top of this um basically basically the exact same pattern you've got here so from the very top um down to where we're at now, there's a you know upper trend line in the, that you can draw pretty cleanly. And then below it, if you draw another trend line to the on the bottom side, you get a uh, a bit of a wedge. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. You know, drop in there, declining. And we're at the bottom of the wedge. Yeah. Which also is, you know, that ninety five to ninety-eight price range is where a ton of volume has been. So there I go again with the volume.
2: Um, oh, no, that's good. That's I because I don't have it on my chart. It's good to know that there's a lot of volume at ninety-five to ninety eight. There is, and so
0: really, I think this is a key spot, and I think maybe Micron um, will be will be interesting, right? If we're holding right around this level as we head into Micron's earnings, and then there's either a positive or, or negative guidance, it might be enough to get you know AMD bouncing back up in this this uh, wedge or breaking below. If it breaks, um, I'm, I'm going to be you know looking at considering taking a short position. Is it looks like it wouldn't find support until about 85. So um, that would be quite a drop from where it's at now. So definitely paying attention to that. I like that you're, you're watching AMD. This is super interesting right here.
2: Yeah, I'll bring yeah. my wedge back again. I deleted the wedge for this chart uh, because I was getting too much. I thought you work. had the wedge. Okay, yeah, cool. I yeah, yeah. my imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I awesome. had the same uh, after. Uh, we spoke like three weeks ago uh, Yeah. when Sean pointed it out. Then I drew it and I brought it last week. And then I removed it this week because it was getting too much uh, too many drawings on the chart. So I was like, I'm gonna keep it clean. That's perfect. I love it. All right, good stuff. What else do you have? Okay. Probably so yeah. this is Go ahead, Sean. You're saying
1: something. No, we're going to have to rename your newsletter to uh, Nate's volume
2: profile. <laughs> Nate's <laughs> volume profile. <laughs> <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> I've gone
0: all in on the volume profile.
2: No, <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, no, no. That's that's perfect. All right. I think moving on, uh, following the same theme as Nate, energy sector. Now, this is going to be – I'm, I'm trying to – I'm looking at ExxonMobil from a long-term trade standpoint, not like a weak trade and I'll tell you my uh, theory on this one so uh, we'll start off with the, this trend line right as you can see we have this nice uptrend line the stock has hit the trend line a couple of times and then you know it what rejected come back it's making higher highs however the higher highs is flattening out if you actually measure it you will notice that uh, the the higher highs from the first second and third it's it's the the, the gap is not that big that's the first point the second point that I have is that we have this nice support level at 99.56, which was actually pretty, you know, when you when you run a lot of cash secured puts, the $100 level was a very psychological level for the stock. So, you know, you used to get a lot of premiums on that. So that's one thing. A couple other points is that uh, $130 is a good price target right now for by many analysts that they are looking at you have the revenue for the company is almost 87 billion per quarter that they bring. So it's a pretty hefty profit they are bringing. There is always increase in the price of the crude oil, which directly impacts how how much revenue ExxonMobil brings or any energy stock for that matter of fact. And the current price target for ExxonMobil is around 146, that within a year, the stock should be around 145, 146. So I'm taking 130 as uh, as my uh, baseline uh, profit level. And if, let's say, the stock bounces from here or stays in this range, you have about 10% upside. However, if we go back to the support level of 99, 56, you are looking at uh, almost like 23, 24% upside. So that could be a longer term trade. Now, Interestingly, if you couple that information on the chart to the real world scenario, you have the holiday season coming up, which directly leads to traveling. A lot of people will travel. They will take planes. They will fly. uh, sorry. They will fly. They will take trains. They will probably drive, stuff like that. So if the energy price keeps going up, it will directly impact the profit ExxonMobil brings, which will push the stock price higher at least in the short to midterm, and that is what I am looking to target for the next three to four months if I can capitalize on that. Um, if it gets rejected, and honestly, if it, if I'm looking, if I can collect ExxonMobil at 99 level or 100 level, more stocks in the next three to four months when they report the quarter four in quarter one, that's what I'm looking uh, for a trade. So it's going to be a midterm trade, not like a, a weekly trade or something like that. That's what I'm looking at ExxonMobil. How do you guys see it
0: well i I see a triple top that you highlighted, which is oh right, yes, that's kind of tough, you know that's kind of tough to 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 get through that one twenty level is gonna be I don't know maybe once it gets through because it's a triple top if it does break above, like you mentioning it could get some momentum behind it um especially if there's news like um you know you've got the 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 oil supply that with respect to all the reserves that we're keeping, right? Those have been depleted. I always forget the right acronym there. And then um, I I believe if I'm not mistaken, right? Biden's kind of, not to get into the politics at all, but you know, part of this is the relations with uh, OPEC and and the oil producing over there in, in the Middle East and what's going on with Saudi Arabia. And those talks seem to, you know, he seemed to be talking pretty tough there for a while. And that seems to have gotten quiet. So if that stays quiet, and you know, that could be something that you know drives energy prices you know higher. I'm not saying it'll drive it, but there's nothing, there's not a lot of news or not a lot of headlines adding pressure to hold you know prices in check. You could see those things creep up. We're heading into the winter as well, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting trade here, Kay.
1: Yeah, I think from from my point of view, I'm looking at that triple top as a bit of support moving forward. So you, you, t- you spoke about a nice little move through it and perhaps it would gain some momentum. But if there was to be a pullback, I'd be looking for that kind of breakout opportunity. Um, so we get a nice little bit of volume coming up to kind of 122 and we get a couple of bad days in the market, it pulls it down to that kind of 117 level. That's when I'd be looking at getting in because it looks really solid, that kind of level. Uh, 117 probably 116 around that kind of area i'm also thinking about the trade that i would have taken if i had actually taken it back at 107 to, to <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna let that go um but um on top of that the the two moving averages you can see throughout the chart I was, I was looking at whilst you guys were talking it looks to be quite um a nice both of them really It look to be quite nice support. so you, you talk about the 99 level but i think it's got a bit of work to work to do to get through those two moving averages first
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, very good
1: yeah. call. Yeah, that's another thing I'll be looking for.
2: That's
0: like, what was that, right around 107, 108? Yeah, like. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: You yeah. have 107.72 for 50 and 107.13 for 20. So, pretty in line with each other.
1: And with that, I mean, obviously, I spoke about the breakout trade. That's more of a day trading type um, strategy for me. But if it was to come down to the moving average, that'd be kind of more of a swing approach, I mean, something to hold for two or three weeks. And um, so that's, I've, I've noted this one down, so I'm gonna have uh, have a little look at this one, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, this, honestly, I I, I think from, from my perspective, because I'm running uh, call options, I, I run these CSPs and covered calls on a weekly basis. For ExxonMobil, I am literally, I'm really looking at this could be in the long, next three months or so, you, it could really get a very good trade setup in. It's like, it's setting up for that because this is a monthly chart. Because when you look at the daily chart, it's sometimes very hard to see what's going on with the picture because there are just too many bars at the same levels. But once you zoom out, you say, like, oh, OK, some picture is getting a little bit more clearer, especially for longer term trades. I know you guys do day, you know, day trading, scalping. So it becomes you've got to go to a shorter time frame. But like for a couple months out trade, then you have to switch back to a much more zoomed out approach. So that's it from my side on
0: ExxonMobil. This is good stuff. And uh, by the way, if you guys want to get more information from K, he's always putting out great content as well. So here's a quick list for you. You can find him on X. You can find him on his own channel on YouTube, which is fantastic, by the way. And also writing on Substack at Invest4Tomorrow. So check out K at K, And guys, this has been yet another great week. Um, great information uh, from, from both of you. So thank you very much. I've added my notes. I got to get bigger, bigger pieces of paper. I use this like little notebook and I just run out of space every single week. So thanks for that. Um, and just to kind of wrap it up here and, and kind of look at the coming week and where my thoughts are um, end of the month. So you got some options expiration at the end of the end of the week. Um, you've got people trying to close out the quarter as well. Right. So do I have that right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Quarters quarter
2: Quarters.
0: And you've, you've had, you know, keep in mind we're, when we're talking about everything currently um, the beginning of the year was a surprise to a lot of um, managers, fund managers. And so there's a lot of folks that are actually behind the eight ball when it comes to uh, their performance for the year. And there's only one quarter left. So when you start looking at the end of the quarter, you get some pressure to make sure that they're not going to miss out on any upside trades Um, that could play into how the markets react and as in head into the final three months. So something I'll be kind of thinking about, I guess, in the back of my mind. And uh, yeah, hopefully we get some support at these key levels and can find some moves to the upside. John, I know you're always trying to remain bullish like I do. And uh, so what are your thoughts heading into the next week?
1: Well, it wasn't last week, was I? I was very bearish <laughs> <laughs> and look <how> It played out. Yeah, exactly. It played yeah. out. For once.
0: <laughs> very
1: and, much. Yeah, so. no, we, we've had a, a sticky couple of uh, months really, haven't we? Let's be honest. and um, the last couple of weeks have been read for me, I'll be honest about that. And I'm probably gonna take this week off. If not, you know, maybe just look at it every every couple of days, take that Smart. time back and, and, and kind of think about what I'm doing um moving forward but um and obviously just to close out the month get the, get the month of September out of the way and, and look to October with a, with a new fresh pair of eyes um but on top of that obviously subscribe to the channel I really appreciate everything that we're doing and obviously any any more viewers obviously but we're really happy about that so uh, yeah that's it's been a great
0: ride already right it's been great mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for that, Sean. Always keeping us uh, honest there and make sure that remind everybody this is something we're having a lot of fun with and we've gotten the subscribers up to over, well over 100 now. So we're going to keep marching, marching higher. Thanks for joining us every week. Kay, what were you going to jump? I I can't help myself talking to this today. No, no,
2: no. (laughs) no, This this is perfect. So first of all, I think what Sean mentioned is very important uh, to note that, you know, sometimes when it's not clear what how the market is going, you might just want to sit out and see how it plays out. Um, For people who, you know, do options trading. If you have, you are already in the middle of your trade and things are not going in your, in your, um, um in your favor, then that's also another reason why you should set out and not try to uh, make up for your losses for last week. Uh, next week, I think it's important to see what's, how the PCE numbers will come out. Unfortunately, you won't get to know until Friday. So it will pretty much the end of the week, but I think, um, uh, Nate, you, you put it together, right? So Q, Q3 is ending. It's going to be a, uh, you know, a lot of pressure on the, you know, the fund managers to, you know, make that profit for the, for the customers. And it's very, very important. And generally Q4s are pretty good uh, on an average for S&P 500 historical data. You can go take a look at it. Um, so I, I I just wait and watch. I'll see. It's, it's, it's going to be wait and watch, see how things play out. Don't rush into trading. Don't try to make up for your losses from last week. Get into the right setups. Yeah,
1: what's that
0: I like it. I like it, you guys. And it's just one last note. S&P is up 12 and a half or the spy. Anyways, up 12 and a half percent, right? For the year. So despite how rough this past week was, um, if we do just maintain flat or get some upside from here on out in the Q4, that's a solid year. So let's pull for that and uh, we'll see what happens this coming week. See if we get some opportunities, maybe some hanging out on the sideline and just let it play out. And uh, yeah, overall though, have a great week guys. And thanks again for a great session. All right, I see you next week.